Hey, y'all, what's going on, everybody? This is Zer Smack, the Mad Scientist. And King Malice. And we are here for the Orange Phoenix podcast episode. How are you today, uh, King? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing quite well. It's been a pretty busy weekend. And uh, finally went to go see the Han Solo movie. It was an okay movie. Um, a lot of people that I met at Momocon, which we'll probably cover that a little bit later, um, saying that the movie wasn't necessarily necessary, but mm-hmm. it was a good movie nonetheless. And there was a lot of Easter eggs in it. So those of you who have not seen the Han Solo movie, go and check it out. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, I would say I won't be so gung-ho going to see it in the movies. I would say, hey, you can wait. Out. You can actually wait till it come out on DVD. So it's not going to... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's not going to mess up your thoughts on the Star Wars lore. It just kind of like gives you a backstory of Han Solo, basically. Mm. How you met Chewbacca and how they became friends and all that stuff. And apparently, um, it's not really a spoiler, but Han Solo knew how to speak Wookiee, like, from the Jump Street. Like, when he first met uh, Chewbacca, he actually spoke Wookiee to him. And then that, that's how they can always communicate. And he can understand what Chewie always saying. I never knew that. <laughs> right. I, well, I just found it out like yesterday. I'm like, wait a minute. He always spoke Wookiee? So, so that's, how, that's how I found out about it. But anyway, uh, for the listeners out there, we had a pretty busy weekend over the Memorial Day holidays. Did we not? Hmm. Um, don't hate me, but I'm not like... I don't know much about Star Wars or anything because my fa- my like my dad's in it. He absolutely loves it. He's followed along with all the movies and everything. But myself, <laughs> I I don't really know much. But even that, like you telling me that that like um, he knew Wookie. I, <laughs> I I didn't even know that, and I'm I'm not well versed in all that kind of stuff. But that still is like, huh? Yeah. I, well, that's I'm a Star Wars guy. But I didn't even know that Han Solo spoke Wookiee, but I never read the books. I always was the movie type, you know, but there's a lot of books that out there that have a lot of stories and, you know, about, you know, the Sith and dark side, the light side. And then there's a middle, there's a middle ground. Now, that isn't included in the books, but the movies is like Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. Now, that's the mm-hmm. stuff I grew up with. And I'm pretty sure, you know, your dad grew up with that, too. And Empire Strikes Back is like, my favorite Star Wars movie still, but it was, I, I, I'm a Han Solo guy versus Luke Skywalker. I, I will say that because I like the whole space outlaw, space cowboy type of era because I love anime like Outlaw Star or mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop or Trigun. So I love stuff like that. So we're going to talk about stuff that you are well versed in because everybody knows I went to Momocon over Memorial Day weekend, but you were somewhere else. An amazement. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about an amazement. How was that? Um, it was definitely a new experience for me. It was way bigger than I had imagined. I had no idea that it competed with MomoCon. And I was definitely with all the people that was there, I was I was caught by surprise and all the events that took place, like there was karaoke. The lip sync battles that I absolutely loved. It was amazing. There was um, the contest, which was absolutely huge. 
I think they stream that on Twitch and you'll probably see me on there in the front row doing some crazy stuff with people. It was fun. <laughs> um, the dealer's room in the Artist Valley, I had never, it was like oh, packed, absolutely filled with people, um, full of amazing people who were selling things that were like absolutely amazing. I bought several things myself. I actually bought a kimono that is really, really cool that I'm really excited to try. Um, the people were super, super sweet, too, to be honest. I met a lot of new people that I now follow, and they follow me back. I got recognized by a lot of people, which was kind of fun, too. Uh-huh. And asked for pictures, which is always one of my favorite parts, is stopping someone and be like, hey, can I get a picture? Like, I, I think it's just so much fun to see the um, differences between everyone's cosplays and the different ways they do it and everything like that. So that was one of the big things for me is being able to see these cosplayers who just went all out like crazy to the next level from what anything I've seen from the previous cons I've been to. Oh yeah, definitely. And I did hear about animation because I actually post a countdown on the website along with MomoCon and Denver Comic Con and actually there's a blurred con coming up in Virginia and they call that the reunion because I think this is the second year. And it's uh, July the 27th through the 29th, if I got my dates right. But it's actually going to be at the Hyatt Regency. And um, for more info, just check out our website, you know, to look at it. But since the reunion, it's kind of like more geared towards, um, but everybody's invited. But it's like like more minority. And, Mm -hmm. well, blurred con as in black nerd. But it's a little bit different. Everything is 24 hours, like 24 hour dealer's room, 24 hour uh, exhibitor's room, 24 hour gaming. So for those course of three days, you know, you probably won't get any sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> just because of that. And also there's going to be a barbecue on that Saturday. So I'm like, wow. So not only are you there at the hotel, because all you got to do is just come downstairs. So, Everything is there at the hotel, and you know the Hyatt Regency is pretty, pretty mm-hmm. big, so it can hold a lot of people. So, uh, as far as convention goes, uh, that's the next next convention. I probably won't be at that one, but that's the next uh, convention I will encourage people to go to because it's in Virginia. So it's it's a if you're in North Carolina, it's a pretty easy drive, and South Carolina kind of like still the same. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so did you take what did you take part in in amazement? Did you take part in the cosplay contest or? Um, to be honest, I didn't really take part in anything this time because it was definitely when on the way there is when I started getting more informed on it, like what was going to be there, what was going to happen, and that it was much bigger than anything I've been to. So this year was more of me observing and figuring out where everything is because I still didn't get a chance to hit everything. Like the game room, I didn't get to make it to that because I was so – it took me – basically all the days to uh, see all of the artist valley and dealers room and mm-hmm. like, um but watching the masquerade and the contest that took place i'm definitely going to enter next year for sure i'm already planning a few things with my friends um the lip sync battles i i wanted to participate it was a pick from the crowd kind of thing but i didn't get picked this time sadly but <laughs> hopefully what year yeah, it was it was crazy. Like people wanted to be picked so bad. They were like standing up on chairs, standing up on top of each other. It was <laughs> So 
Were you there where uh, Tiny Grapes and Kuro cosplay, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I know y'all was traveling together because I, I saw you guys like on Instagram. So those of you that don't know what Tiny Grapes is, go follow her on Instagram and Kuro cosplayer. Um, very, very good people and very good friends of Kane Malice. And speaking of you, your name travels very well because when I met a few cosplayers and I met a few um, people in the artist alley, they knew who you were. That's and awesome. Makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sitting there and I was like, man, yeah, because I was letting them know, like, hey, I'm, we with Orange Phoenix and, you know, we talk about everything. And I actually was talking you up pretty good because I was saying that, and I will honestly say this for our listeners out there. I have blog posts, you know, Rob had blog posts, but even though I run Orange Phoenix, King Malice does the best blog posts out of all of us. And it is awesome because it's so detailed. You got cosplay of the week, convention of the week. You got all this stuff that is detailed for listeners out there. And to be honest with you, if you really look at a website, you get the most views on your blog post. Oh, thank you. That means so much. So I I said, hey, man, you know, follow King Miles. They're like, oh, wait a minute. I already follow King Miles. Yeah, I know who that is. And and that wasn't just a one-time occurrence over the course of the weekend at Momocon. Like, anybody I met or wanted to take pictures with, I'll say, hey, you know, follow, you know, Orange Fiend 2017 and follow King Malice. They were like, oh, I already followed that person. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And, you, and your level of followers have increased exponentially over the past, what, month and a half or so? Because you're right at close to 9,000 now, right? Almost 10,000, actually. <laughs> oh, 10,000. See, that was just a couple of weeks ago when I saw 9,000. So that is awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's definitely been uh, changing a lot. And it's a lot to um handle, I guess. It's kind. Of, it's like, okay, well, now time is to step in the gear. I need to make more content, especially because I'm going to be in Florida. Um, well, I'm leaving Tuesday, and I'll be in Florida for about uh, two weeks in a couple of days to see mm-hmm. some family. So, like, today I've just been, like, nonstop editing and, like, doing a couple cosplays to make uh, some content to post while I'm away. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, do you have a convention in mind, the next one that you're actually going to be a part of? Mm, to be honest, it like it's just a dream to be a part of, like, to be invited to any of them. Whether it's, like, to be a judge or to help out or, you know, like, to run something, it's, it's definitely on a bucket list to, like, be invited and called over, like, hey, King Mouse, we'd love to have you for this, da-da-da-da-da-da. So... To be honest, not really. As long like anywhere that might be close or like, yeah, any, just anywhere. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, because I think there's a uh, I know there's a Raleigh SuperCon that mm-hmm. is July the 27th through the 29th in Raleigh. So, um, if anything, I know I will probably be at that convention for the uh, SuperCon because. Uh, I love going to conventions, and I had so much fun at Momocon, and I know you had boatloads of fun at, at Amazement. Oh, yeah. Is that I felt like that Momocon should be twice a year instead of just once a year because it was so much to actually take in. Because take this, for instance, you have 24-hour gaming, like all night, all night long. So you got uh, Super Smash Brothers, where they was playing that on the big screen. You had Pachinko. Um, so if you remember, you know, Naruto lady Tsunade used to always gamble 
Mm-hmm. And Pachinko, I think, was one of the games, I guess. It's like, you know, you ever played Pachinko? Or ever seen it? No. Well, Pachinko is kind of like pinball in a way, but it, it stands upright. And at the Momocon, five bucks will actually give you 100 balls. So once you put it in a tray and you got this little knob that you turn, so the, basically the balls shoot up at the top, but it goes through this maze and it got to land in these slots. And that's when the, uh, the machine starts to light up. But it actually gives you more balls. So the balls that you receive, you can actually use those for prizes. So it's actually gambling, pretty much. So And it's so addictive that you'll find yourself spending like 15, 20 bucks, 25 bucks because you're so enamored with the game. So those of you, and for the listeners out there, if you haven't seen Pachinko or ever seen it being played, just check out my Instagram post because I actually post uh, a few people actually playing Pachinko because I actually play, use 10 bucks. <laughs> to play uh, Pachinko twice. So, <laughs> also, um, the artist Alley was amazing. I met uh, Julia Leewald and Eric Leewald. They were the writers and showrunners for X-Men, the animated series from back in the day. <laughs> and they were just sitting there. I was like, wait a minute. Like, y'all really wrote these, these storylines all five seasons? They're like, yeah. So, I start, you know, spitting out like characters and certain one-liners that they have and they you know like well yeah i came up with that concept or i came up with that concept very very nice people um and looking to have them on the show at some point in time and uh also of course met christopher sabat from the voice of all might for my hero academia uh so awesome guy awesome awesome dude uh met josh martin the voice of majin boo chris rager the voice of uh, Hercule Satan, Carrie uh, Walgren, the voice of Saber from the Face Day series, and Haruko from FLCO. And met Kyle Herbert. He's the voice of Sasuke Eisen from Bleach, and Adele Gohan, and the narrator for Dragon Ball Z. So the one I always say next time on Dragon Ball Z, that, that's the guy. And Kimberly Brooks, she's the voice of Princess Allura from Voltron, and also I met Amy Lee, uh, or if you follow on YouTube, uh, Lee and Lee, because she does, you, you know the song Crossing Fields from Sword Art Online? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. She does a bunch of covers. Yes, yes. So that and Paper Moon from Soul Eater. And like she has an amazing voice, too. She really does amazing voice so i had a chance to meet up with those guys and um uh, basically press conference style and after the press conference style interview they kind of like sat and talked to us a little bit and very very nice people especially leah lee uh she's very very nice person kimberly brooks just as well she kind of gives that eartha kit kind of vibe the way she talks but uh christopher savage he's been around anime for so long like 650 i'm thinking like voices of anime characters is crazy that he's been around for a very very long time so speaking of anime have you heard of any new anime news that's out there um let's just say the my academia episodes that have been coming up um the my hero academia episodes that have been coming out definitely have some people in an uproar. 
I I haven't watched the uh, one that came out yesterday, but uh, I watched the one before that, and mm-hmm. I am whew, whew. <laughs> I, I don't want I don't want to say any spoilers, but um, it definitely had me on the edge of my seat, and I was not happy. <laughs> well, and then there's the theory that. Um, there's a big theory going around that Totoro and uh, Dobby are brothers. I don't really understand that theory. I haven't dug deep into it, but... Wow. That would actually be interesting. Yeah, it's definitely something people... It's You know you know the whole Laurel and Yanni thing, and people were, like, voting on it and everything like that? That's kind of how um, this whole Todoroki and Bakugo thing is going on. Like, people are posting about it, like, what do you think? What's your opinion? What's your theory? Hmm. That's very intriguing. Especially when All for One actually shows up. And that one crap really hit the fan. (laughs) So, you know, you say, okay, they're going to get, you know, uh, Bakugo out. And they're trying to switch him over to be a villain. Even though he's shown characteristics of that. Mm-hmm. But he just angry, and that kind of like goes with his quirk because his quirk is very explosive. But that's his personality; he's explosive. And so, um, to have Eraserhead actually did the matter of fact, that's actually part of the new episode. Actually, actually going into the spoiler. Matter of fact, then I think about it. Um, I did see the last episode yesterday. I did see it last night, and. <laughs> Yeah, man, it was a, it was a good episode. Uh, it was a lot of action in it, and of course, you know, all for one is in it, and it involves them too. They they actually go at it. So, it's a and also speaking of My Hero Academia, I seen a trailer for a My Hero Academia movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. like legit? Like it's not like fan made? No, legit. Legit, I seen a trailer for my hero Ennis, and it has something to do with All for One and All Might. So, I don't, you know how some animes, like they give you a cluster of episodes, but they do it in movie format. Yeah. And at first, I was thinking that it was going to be like that, but it was like one or two new faces that I seen on the on the poster. I was like, okay, well maybe this is a movie. Because they're doing Attack on Titan season uh, two like that before they release season three. Because in select theaters, they're doing Attack on Titan uh, like a recap type thing in movie format subbed and dubbed. But yes, there, there will be a My Hero Academia movie. That's crazy. And I hope they, I hope they take it to theaters too. Because you know how in certain select theaters they have like anime movies and stuff? Yeah. So I was hoping that they're actually going to do that. I don't know the release date on it per se, but My Hero is getting bigger and bigger. It really by And it's crazy. And it's on Toonami now, or Adult Swim, rather. And you got people from the Dragon Ball franchise actually transitioning over to My Hero, like Christopher Sabat, Eric Vale, Monica Rael. You know, they're carrying over to My Hero. And the action is kind of like DBZ-ish anyway, but probably a little bit more action-packed. So, speaking of my hero, I've seen a lot of cosplay over at MoMA Con too. A lot of good cosplay too. 
definitely an amazement. There were a ton of My Hero Academia cosplayers. There was actually um, a cosplayer who um, cosplayed one of the villains. I can't think of his name. He's the theater guy with the mask. Oh, oh the uh, magician dude? Yes. Somebody made his cosplay. It was absolutely perfect. The day after the episode that, that introduced him came out. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was like, holy crap, you look amazing. And I, I walked up to him and I said, even though you really made me upset, I need a picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to get a picture. There were so many Dobbies, really, really good Dobbies, too. Um, a lot. Oh, I saw a female Deku that was absolutely gorgeous. She did perfect, made her own costume and everything. There were a ton of cosplay groups. Who did, mm-hmm. like the, who did the casual My Hero Academia, who did the heroes, who did the villain alternate universe, and then they had the, um, they did the, uh, you remember season two's um, outro? Yeah. Yep, that fantasy universe. Mm-hmm. They did that one too, which was really, really cool. They had the exact outfits. It was absolutely perfect. There were oh. a ton of My Hero Academia cosplayers everywhere I looked. Man, that is amazing. I, I've seen so many. I've seen a Bakugo, like, it's almost like it came right right out of the manga and right out of the anime. That It was a spitting image of the Bakugo costume. Like, the whole, he even had the flames, like, coming out the net. He even had that. Like, it was it was crazy. Crazy good. And uh, I've seen a racer head, but you know how he always takes a nap in that sleeping bag? Yes. Now, <laughs> it was the funniest thing for the for the next course of that day. There was an eraser head in that sleeping bag. The same guy in random spots in the uh, building taking a nap. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> like it was amazing. I was like, oh my gosh! And he kind of like just he had like the hair and everything, and his eyes was like bloodshot red. And he kind of just sitting there like like curled up, laid down. And I walked to him. I just put a business card like right on top of his chest, and I just kind of like walk off. And then a couple hours later, he wasn't in that spot anymore, but he was somewhere totally adjacent. <laughs> and like, it was crazy. So <laughs> I've I seen an All Might. I've seen a female All Might cosplay, and it was awesome. I see two female All Mights. I've seen a Frog Girl. Uh, I've seen. Actually, I've seen uh, Shigaraki, too. Like the hands and everything. I was like, wow, that's. It was yeah. it was so much time and effort put into that. I don't think I saw a Shigaraki in amazement. That's a bit upsetting. I want to see a Shigaraki. Yeah, it, what's the story with him? Like, I, I'm trying to figure out what's his what's his anger. Is he truly a bad guy? Is he has some kind of motive because it, well, it seems like he has something going on with him. All we know so far, from what from what I'm getting, him and all my definitely have a past somehow. Something happened with them or between each other that made them, like, oof, just cold towards each other. There's also the fact that um, All for One, he, he clearly has a big role to play in the way Shigaraki thinks. That, that's, like, the father figure to Shigaraki. So, um, from the episode before the one that just came out yesterday... What we always saw was a glimpse of Shigaraki as a child with still his wrinkled old face. It's weird, but (laughs) as a child, he seemed like um, he was bleeding and he was broken down. And then all of a sudden you see all for one who has it, who has a face. You see his 
face like shadowed. He has hair and everything. Hold out his hand to Shigaraki, who looked just completely beaten down. So that's all we really got for now. Because I, I want to know. Like, there's clearly something that has Shigaraki thinking the way he does. And Shigaraki must have, his power must be way more stronger than anybody thinks right now for um, all for one to really rely on him like this and put everything into his hands. So there's like a father-son kind of thing going on there. But I just, I really, I really want to know what happened. Because I don't know my own. And I haven't read the manga yet. So <laughs> I'm a bit behind well i haven't read the manga at all but his storyline is very very intriguing and he reminds me of another character like similar like uh krona he reminds me of krona from soul leader Ooh, yeah. because like krona is very powerful but at the same time certain parts of him you feel sorry for mm-hmm. and you know maka was the one that actually kind of like converted him over because he always was nervous and scared and all this other stuff. But Shigaraki, he's a little bit of a stronger character, you know, but he, like you said, he looks at all for one, like a, like a father figure. Like if he's hurt, you see the concern on his face. Like, I don't want, want anybody to hurt him. But with All Might, it's like he has strong disdain for him. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that him and Bakugo was going to get into it because he slapped the hand off his face. Oh, yeah. I, who so I was like, man, this thing is about to go down in this bar. And and Bakugo was ready like always. And it's just that that whole dynamic between them is just very, very intriguing. Like Bakugo's connection, like what kind of caught me off guard is that the guy that Deku fought that had the, the muscle fiber uh, court. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of Bakugo. Is, is there, you think yep. there's a relation between them? Okay. See, when that episode came out, I can't tell you how many of my friends messaged me saying, Bakugo's father finally showed up. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And then, like, I go and watch it. I'm like, I see the resemblance, but I don't think there's a father-son relationship thing going on here. And as time went on, that's when somebody posted a few chapters of the manga. And it's not Bakugo's father. I don't really think they're related. Okay. Okay. It, It just favor you know, favor each other. Like, I can see them being brothers, maybe. I could see that. Or, like, some type of relativity, like cousins or something. We're more or less brothers, not not the father, because, you know, you wouldn't want to have Deku beat his dad mm-hmm. <laughs> that early on. <laughs> so, and then, speaking of Bakugo, Bakugo and Deku, like, their relationship is very weird. Um, I think I, I wasn't very fond of Bakugo at first. Clearly, we see in the beginning when the anime first starts out, out that um, Bakugo is the bully. We assume Bakugo is just this big bad guy that bullies Deku. Then it digs deeper and shows us that they were actually childhood friends. And that's when we learn that Bakugo grew this dislike for Deku because even though Deku was quirkless, he still tried to play hero. He still wanted to be the hero and Bakugo didn't like that. He didn't like that Deku thought that way, I guess. And it was just seeing time go on and see Deku still try to be that friend, especially that one episode where he literally, he he was beaten down and completely destroyed and his body just was like, had no power left in him, but he still 
was chasing the villain down to save Bakugo. Mm-hmm. And despite the way Bakugo has treated him. And you can see that Bakugo starting to soften up a little bit towards Deku. Because he could have just, you know, told Deku to, like, F off when disappearing. But he's like, no, but, like, back up. Don't, don't get caught, dude. So it's you can see their relationship kind of like getting better i guess i haven't seen the most recent episode so i can't really say anything be 100% sure but i i feel like he's softening up a lot more than he was in the beginning yeah yeah i can definitely see that and you know it's funny that you watch so much anime and you see correlation between one anime character and the other like i see bakugo's character correlates with grimjow from mm-hmm. bleach because Grimjaw was very explosive, and so is Bakugo. So, and then, you know, Grimjaw wasn't a bad guy. You know, he just wanted to fight Ichigo. That, you know, that just was his whole deal. He almost killed Ichigo the first meeting. You know, if it wasn't for a last-minute, you know, power, power, uh, power up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but I will honestly say, yes, My Hero Academia is, is becoming more and more popular now, and and you know what's funny is that there's so much more anime that's out there that's been released. Uh, new ones that there was a one on Crunchyroll, Dances with Dragons. Is that one? Um, I think I saw actually, one. I actually got put on an anime, and it's a sports anime. You may have heard of it when I was at Momocon because at Momocon, whenever you get those, uh, whenever you get a ticket, they actually give you a free bag. You can get as many free bags as you want. And there was an orange and black bag, and it had Haku on it. Yes, that's definitely a big one for the, uh, for, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I try to watch it, but somehow my, I always get stopped in episode three. Something always happens, or I get distracted, but a lot of the people I know and a lot of cosplayers I follow absolutely love it. And it's one of those animes where you can ship everyone with everybody. And it's like people love turning it with um, they love making new stuff out of it. Like you have the uh, Haikyuu Mafia AU alternate universe. You have the Haikyuu military AU hero AU cheerleader AU. It's it's definitely one of those fun animes um, that a lot of people enjoy. I, I haven't watched it, but from the few episodes I saw, it was definitely really good to watch. Um, if you really haven't heard anything about it, ha- have you? Now, well, up until Momocon, and because you're like, well, the the girl that actually uh, told me about it, she said, well, it's about men's volleyball. I was like, what? You're like, really? <laughs> and she was like, look at it, and after you watch the first episode, I'm telling you, you're going to want to watch the second. I'm like, all right, cool. So um, when I got back to the hotel room, I actually watched the first episode before I went to sleep. And I was like, man, this is actually pretty good. Then I was halfway into the second episode and I fell asleep, of course. And the animation was very fluid. Uh, that's one of my favorite things about sports um, animes, like Yuri and Ice and stuff like that. It's the animation and how like smooth it is, how flowing it is. And it's just very pleasing to watch but one thing i loved about haikyuu is that it kind of also had i can see the correlation with bakugo and deku like you had the little guy who had these big dreams and wanted to do something and just completely got shot down by everyone 
but you see him work hard and you see him get better. And then along comes the big bully pushing him down, telling him no. And then you see them start to grow so- like softer towards each other. So that definitely there's like a similarity between them going on there. Yeah. It's pretty funny, too, because the you know, first episode when he went up against uh, the guy with the black hair, I forgot his name. Name escapes me. Kaiyama, I think. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well, I lost this match. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, against him again. And when he gets into the gym, you see the guy with the same uniform he's on, and he spazzes out. <laughs> he's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you're like, I was, you're supposed to be my rival. You're not supposed to be on the same team as me. <laughs> and he says, I didn't get in. And then it kind of throws him for a loop. He's like, well, you wanted the best, so how do you didn't get in? So that intrigues him even more. And I was like, okay. So, and I'm not – in certain sports anime that I, I have seen, um, like Hajime no Ippo, which is a boxing anime, which is very, very good. Um, I started watching well, Haikyuu, of course, and Megalobox that just got released because that's kind of like a 50th anniversary to Champion Joe. Mm-hmm. And with Champion Joe, the way Champion Joe ended is that Joe actually fought to the point that he actually died in the ring. Or so we are led to believe. And with Megalobots, it's kind of like an homage to that, but it's actually really, really, really good. And also on Crunchyroll, you got like a anime recap. You ever watch that on Crunchyroll? I don't think I have. Well, actually with anime recap, it actually gives like a like anime news and reviews and stuff like that. So there's a lot of good stuff coming through the turnpike, like okay, Attack on Titan season three. Uh, they talk about Steins Gate Zero, which that just got released uh, a few weeks ago, and Sailor Moon actually coming to theaters in select theaters, and uh, of course Fairy Tale. You know the manga ended, but you know they're coming out with uh, another anime as well, okay. not. Not fairytale like, but it's actually the same guys that actually came up with the fairytale concept. Um, I didn't know this. Yeah, so there's a lot of good stuff that's coming out. I mean, I, I believe that 2018 for this year has been a great year. Oh, yeah. I for, for anime. Uh, you know, all the conventions that we've been to, you being at anime, me being at Momocon, and, and me being at Savannah Mega Comic Con a few weeks before that. And Ricky's going to Denver Comic Con on that Saturday. Um, there's a lot of good things coming out. Val Kilmer is actually going to be in Denver oh. at the Comic Con. So I was like, wow, Val Kilmer, really? <laughs> and, so, and I can see that because, you know, he did Batman, you know, Batman Forever. And they're already working on Top Gun 2. Ooh. So, and they're also going to have Tom Cruise, of course, because you can't have Top Gun without Tom Cruise. True. <laughs> and Val Kimmer. So, you know. But yeah, so um, have you seen the new Fully Coolie episode yet? I have not. That is an anime one of my really close friends have told me, like, you got to watch this. This is some crazy, weird stuff going on. I was like, okay. And I, just, I haven't gotten around to it. Well, with Fully Cooley, it's only six episodes, like the first season. Uh-huh. Right? So, with that being said, with the first season, 
it, yes, it is weird. I would just tell you right after it, it is weird. And the premise of it is you got uh, Medical Mechanica, which is this giant iron that's in top of this mountain, right? But in the city, it's like everyday life. And there's this kid named uh, Naota. His older brother used to play baseball. He is playing baseball, actually. So he actually went to the States to play professional baseball. But his older brother left his now ex-girlfriend in Japan. So now his ex-girlfriend is kind of like hitting on Naota. And Naota got this got this personality like nothing spectacular happens in this town or nothing spectacular happens in the city and it's just boring. And almost like the first half of the episode, he's kind of like that. Then all of a sudden, this girl with orange hair and a guitar and a Vespa scooter comes out of nowhere and just hits him. <laughs> and now at this point, gets off the gets off the scooter and she gives him mouth to mouth. And then at this point, it's just this uh, wide turn, slow motion, and it almost like it plays with itself as an anime because it kind of did a cutaway. It's like man, these slow motion is so exhausting. Like you know how expensive this is to do slow motion. And it's kind of like like it's, like it's making fun of itself. So after she revives him. He gets up and she smacks him in the head with the guitar. And so now he got this uh, bump in his forehead. So it's bumping his forehead. Robots actually come out of his forehead. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. So I enjoyed it because the music was really, really good. Um, The pillows actually did the music for Fully Cooley. And so now there's a Fully Cooley Progressive, which is on Adult Swim at midnight. So I would say watch the first season. That kind of gets you geared up for the second season because the second season is actually a little bit, to me, it's better than the first. Like it's better animation and all. But it's really good. It's pretty funny too. And you spend, mo- you spend most of your time trying to figure out what Fully Cooley is. Yeah. <laughs> and even they, even they don't know. They're like, what well, fully coolie? What is that? And the old man kind of like playing with his hands, like, yeah, you fully, you coolie, and da 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 da. And then you, you just don't know what it is. People trying to figure out what fully coolie stands for. What it, what does it mean? <laughs> so, wait, that that's a good one. Um, I actually picked up two Blu-rays from uh, Momocon. I try to make sure the Blu-ray DVDs that I was going to get was nowhere to be found on the streaming service that I had. Oh. So, like, Crunchyroll, if it wasn't on Crunchyroll and it wasn't on Hulu and it wasn't on Funimation, then I probably would get get the DVDs. So, so I bought The Big O, Season 1 and 2. And I bought Ushio, Ushio and Tora. Which, I never heard of the anime, but I've seen a, a few episodes and it's really, really good. Hmm. So, it's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Uh, Ushio is uh he's a kid and there's a demon li- living under his house like his grandfather or his father rather tells him you know there's a demon up under the house and he doesn't believe him then he goes all the way downstairs and there's a demon with a spear in his chest and was talking to him and when he pulled the spear out of his chest the demon tried to attack him 
book, that spirit is special. And I think they call it a demon slayer or something like that. So it can control Toro, the demon. And from like eating people and all this stuff. So basically it got this kind of weird partnership where they actually hunt other demons trying to take them out with the spear. At the same time, we sure got to watch his back because Toro tried to eat him. <laughs> or he's trying to use the bathroom because it gets pretty funny. And but Ushi always beats him with a spear, like hits him on top of the head or like smacks him in the face or tell him to behave himself. And you kind of see their relationship grow over time. So it's kind of like um, kind of action comedy, like soul eater type. I like that. Yeah, yeah, very much like that. So for for you, so besides like My, My Hero Academia, is there any other anime that you've been picking up and kind of like checking out? Um, uh, which one, what one is it? I definitely have been catching up on um, Tokyo Ghoul Re, season mm. two of Tokyo Ghoul. And I know there's a lot more chapters out for the manga, and the anime's coming out a bit slow, but dang. Whew. It's, the story's <laughs> definitely picking up and has people a bit angry, including myself, on, like, what's going to happen. I, I, I think... Uh, Funimation has updated some um, episodes. I just haven't seen them quite yet, but some of my favorite characters came back, and it was definitely an, a funny episode. I was so happy, because that episode was mostly dedicated to him, and he was shown more, and I was cracking up. The wheelchair scene was absolutely freaking hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely had me laughing. And then there's been a few animes people have recommended to me. Darling in the Friend XX is one I need to start catching up on. Because it, it's constantly updating episodes, and I did not think it was going to go past 12, but mm-hmm. it's up to, like, 15, I think, right now. So I'm a bit behind on that. I'm a bit behind on a lot, to be honest, but those are kind of the few that I'm stuck on right now. And Darling and Fran is def like, as I said, I've never been big into mech anime, but this is, this, this has so much more than just mech. It, it digs deeper than that. And it digs to the human emotion and following along with these people who don't even know what these certain emotions are. And they're learning what it is. And it that's like one... I love watching stuff like that play out because when animating it, it it's very hard. It's very yeah. hard to show animated characters picking up new emotions and learning things. But um, that that's... Uh, definitely a big one for me that i'm trying to get back into i'm trying to think oh persona 5 the animation i started that because i actually finally ordered persona 5 the game and i'm so excited yeah all right let's talk about persona 5 because i'm getting it mixed up with the other personas is it a correlation between those two okay so i I've only ever played Persona 4. Like, I'm still currently playing it. I have the PS Vita, and I played Persona 4 on there. And to be honest, I my personal opinion on it, from what I'm getting so far, is all the Personas are, like, different. It's different characters. Um, like, it's the same scenario, I guess, but they're mm-hmm. new characters in a new kind of, like, setting i don't know how to explain it like the persona 4 game i play you're playing as this guy you get to name him and everything so everyone thinks his name is you like why you but it's actually you playing him because you get to name him but um you play as you 
and you're moving into a new place with um who I I think was your uncle and his niece or your his daughter and basically you somehow tap into this dream world and this dream world grants you this thing called a persona and next thing you know people start disappearing and dying and there's this thing called the midnight channel that comes on only when it's raining around midnight and it'll show people um like clips of them and then it'll turn off and then several days later they'll die so you have to travel into this tv world to figure out what's going on along with fighting your friend's shadows and then once you fight your friend's shadows those shadows turn into their personas and they join you along on your adventures. <laughs> it's really hard to describe. From what I know, the other personas aren't like that because Persona 5, you're playing in a group of people and you're thieves, I believe. I mean, all personas have that same weird, bald headed, long nosed guy in it. And he, yeah. he control, he's like the controller of like the dream world. He's in every single one of them. And then, of course, the personas are in every single one of them. So I don't know if they all tie into the same, like, universe. Or if they're just different people at different, like, years. It's very confusing to me. I'm still trying to get into it. But um, I'll have to, I, I'm going to look into that. Now that we've now that we're talking about it, I really I'm gonna look into it and do a lot more research. <laughs> That's interesting now. But yeah, because I I had Persona Four and I liked it because I, it was more or less a fighting game. Yeah. And I was like, man, I, I I dig in this. I really like this. I like this concept. You know, you had little avatars that you could use to call in and stuff like that. And it was an anime, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember seeing it. Yep. And I remember seeing uh. Blaze Blue too. Oh, I have the game. <laughs> so you had the game. So I remember seeing the, the seeing the anime because I was. It's so funny because most anime inspired games you want to see an actual anime of. Yeah. Like Guilty Gear. Uh, Guilty Gear was like one of the first games I played that had you no know, anime style characters. I was like, man, and I tried. You know, when I first seen it, I tried Googling it. I tried Yahoo. I tried everything to see if there's actually an anime for it or there's going to be an anime for it, and there was never an anime for it. It just, those cut scenes were just awesome. And when Blaze Blue came out, I was like, let me look and see if there's an anime for it. And I finally found one. And then it was on Hulu, so I actually watched it. And then here comes Persona 4 and then 5. And oh. I was like, oh. I was like, man, wh- what is this? So, so I'm gonna trust you with the in your area of expertise of Persona Five because I'm new to the Persona series and I know about the TV. I, I know about going into the world and I know about the is a weird character. Yes, with the long nose and she's like the short character, mm-hmm. like a butler type type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's in all of them from what I've seen. Okay, so there actually is a connection with that character. And everyone else. So, okay. Okay. And I know there's one more character. She's a girl, and she's like an idol. She's <laughs> seen in several of the other Personas, too. And she's also in the new one. Huh. Okay. I don't know her name yet, sadly. 
I don't think I think I don't think I've gone to that part in Persona Four, and I haven't played Persona Five yet. But one of the things that got me wanting to play Persona Five was um, I went over to a friend's house, and he's like, "You gotta try this." So I was like, "Okay, okay, okay." Literally, the first five minutes, I was hooked. Like it it has the anime cutscenes. It has you wanting to know more. You there's so much to like. There's so much to do, and there's so much you have to figure it out, figure out on your own without the game telling you. And when you were like, as you were saying, like the um, anime games and like wanting to go and find animes for them, a, ga- a game like that is Danganronpa, which is a big fandom too. Um, yes. Danganronpa, I know, has s- season one, and then it has three games, but it has season one and season three. It doesn't have an anime for the second game. There's only an anime for the first game and the third game, which was really confusing to me because I watched um, season one and I was like, man, I want more of this. And I went hunting for it and I saw there was a season three and I could watch all the episodes, but there was nothing for season two, which people were explaining, well, the company wants people to buy the game and play it. So what they do is you can watch season one, but you have to play the second game to know what's going on in the third season of the anime. Hmm. Or the third game. Pretty smart. Yeah, I was like, dang it. Dang, that's smart. Well, I mean, because I've seen Dog on a Rapper, and I was like, man, what is this anime? And then after the first episode, I was like, yeah, I wonder what's going to happen next. And then I, I finished it out, and... It kind of brought me back to the mystery type of anime mm-hmm. because there's another anime called Gothic uh, with the female detective. But Danganronpa is kind of like one of those things like, man, this thing is really, really good. It kind of reminded me of Phoenix Wright a little bit. <laughs> you know, without the actual, you know, objections and stuff like that, but the whole court hearings and, okay, somebody's going to die. <laughs> you know, somebody got to get, you know, prosecuted. Uh, persecutor rather for this murder it was one of those animes that you 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 didn't know what was going to happen to be honest you're like anything could happen and you were on the edge of your seat like oh (laughs) and i love that too because it's it's one of those animes that if it's your first time seeing it and the whole shock factor behind it oh yeah it's kind of like you will want to see it again but the whole shot factor is diminished now because the the mystery behind it, like Death Note, Death Note, you didn't know what was going to happen in the next episode. You're like, is he going to get caught, or who's going to die? Who's who's the next name going to be in the book? You just didn't know. And with Dongan Rampa, it was the same thing. Okay, you know who's going to get murdered. You know who did it. So, and it's just like you said with the third season. Isn't the third season like a prequel? Honestly, I I don't know because when I I, I tried to skip and go into the third season, but episode one automatically had me confused. I was so thrown off on what was going on. Every, some characters looked older. Some characters weren't even there. Um, I, I just, I didn't know <laughs> what was going on. So I, I really couldn't tell you. But now that we're talking about it, that's also another thing to look into. <laughs> Yeah, because it always intrigued me about what went on outside of the school. That, and that, 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 because they, 
you were you were you would think like man this was just some crazy place they just got kidnapped it was just another one of those cliche horror movie games where it's like some crazy person kidnaps a bunch of people but then you get to the last episode and then you find out like it's not just here that's corrupted apparently the whole world has gone downhill mm-hmm. and you're like whoa this digs much deeper than i thought in the beginning but that's where season one ends, and that's when you're like, I need more. I need to know what happens. And then that's when it's like, oh, yeah, you have to buy the video game if you want to know what happens. Because you can't just go right into season three. <laughs> Trust me, I tried that. It did not work out. Yeah, yeah, I tried it. I think one of my favorite characters is the uh, the bipolar girl. Um, like, she's so nice, but then she flips out. Uh, is she the one with braids? Yeah, she the ones that always have scissors in her hands. Yep. And so I might cut up people. Who, yep. She's the one that has the multi personality disorder. Yes. Yeah, she's like one of my favorite characters. And it's like it's so funny because you think spoiler alert, you think <laughs> um she's a corporate in most of these murders, but she has nothing to do with any of it. Yep. That she's just nuts. That's just who she is and the stuff that she says and stuff like that. I'm like, man, this is this is really, really good. And like I was saying earlier, I like a situation where you think you know what's going to happen, but it's not what you think it is. And right? it's completely different. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I just knew it was this person. But then, nah, it's, it's someone else. Nope. <laughs> and like, that's one thing I really enjoyed about it, too, because it's one of those animes where you can't like. You can't be reading while having it play in the background. You can't be playing a game while having it play in the background. You actually have to pay attention. And because you'll miss out any kind of detail. And that's what I loved about it. It was very detailed, especially when like the investigations were going on. And then you got mm-hmm. the courtroom and they were all starting to discuss what was going on. It was really interesting to see all these different characters and like their certain personalities try to figure out what was going on and that can be very hard to do in animes and just animate in general and i love that kind of stuff like having to pay attention and you yourself figure out what's going on yes yes and and it's rare to actually have that talent Mm -hmm. you know with with anime is i mean because there's so much anime that's out there Sometimes they kind of overlap each other and yep. the storylines can be similar to each other. So to have that kind of innovation with the anime, it's like it's a it's a talent. So so I, you know what? I'm gonna actually give Danganronpa the third season a chance, but I haven't played the second the, the second game. Have you played the second game? I've seen gameplays, and the gameplays definitely, from what I know, it's it does not have the same. It only has one or two of the same characters, but everybody else is new. It's like the same scenario again, but it's on an island. Huh, okay. And, like, instead of the bear, it's a bunny. Is it, does the bunny have, like, some kind of ring on his ear or something like that? It's like, uh, she's like, it's a girl, and she's, like, half pink and half white. And she's just like Monokuma, the black and white bear that has the two different sides. But... Mm -hmm. She, she, she's just a bunny, <laughs> and I've seen cosplays. So you remember in season? Oh, spoilers, by the way. Um, have you seen um, season one? You remember when Junko came out, where she yeah. did to being behind all of it, the crazy 
definitely has more than two personalities going on. Um, and then she had a sister. Yeah, yeah. She had a sister that was also behind some of the stuff going on. So mm-hmm. I've seen people who have cosplayed Junko, but then I've seen someone else cosplay Junko, but instead of the, the barrettes and stuff being bears, they're bunnies. And apparently the other Junko is supposed to be the sister again, disguised. So I'm wondering if Dongon Robot 2, the sister's pretending to be Junko, a whole new Junko, but with that bunny rabbit thing like Monokuma. So that's definitely that had that has me thinking because I've seen like people cosplay. I've seen um Snow the Salt Queen and um Little Prince cosplay. They've done uh they love Dongon Ropa. and Snow the Salt Queen does a very amazing Junko, but Little Prince also did Junko. But you could see the kind of a little bit of a difference between the two Junkos, and I think one of the Junkos is supposed to be the sister. Ah. Uh. Yeah, it has me very confused. So whatever happens in the second game definitely plays an important role to the storyline and what's going on. Hmm. Ah, that that intrigues me so much (laughs) because now, (laughs) wow, because like when how did I end up uh, coming across Dungan Rapa? I think I was just kind of like scrolling through anime, right? Yep. And. And sometimes it's like throwing, like blindly throwing darts at a board. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was that day. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just scroll through, close my eyes, and I'm going to just pick something. And that's when I came across Rampa, And I was like, hmm, mm, this looks kind of lame, but I'm going to watch it. So I watch it, watch the second episode, watch the third episode. And I actually binge watched it the entire day. Yep. <laughs> I, I completely lost the day. So, so I was like, man, I just can't. I just want to see. Who's the person? Like, is you know, is the antagonist going to get stopped, or are they going to be trapped in this building? And uh, it kind of reminded me of Dead Man Running Land in a way. Mm-hmm. And which I'm so mad there's not a second season yet. By the way, but that, that that's neither here or there. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, and I got completely hooked on Dong and Rapa. So looking for the second season. And I was saying, I was hearing that the third season was actually sort of kind of a prequel, but it was kind of weird. And you, and like you said, it had to be a second game where you play it to actually know what happens in the third. Yep. And I was like, ah, man, I gotta get the game now. So, which is smart, Mark, <laughs> when you think about it. So I'm like, wow, okay. <clears throat> so, so I guess on our list of things to do. Why you know, I guess why you in Florida and while I'm here is watch Persona Five. Yep. <laughs> and watch Doc on Rapper season three. And somehow we can piece it together. Because I know I mean, I know you have some uh friends that actually played Dunk on Rapper too, right? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So they can catch us up on Dunk on Rapper two and we can watch Dog on Rapper three and kinda like talk about it and Persona Five. Of course, so I guess that's our mission over the next couple of weeks or so. And there's another anime too that I actually started watching, but I got off of not because it was going bad, it's just because of you know there was other anime out there. I'm just trying to cover as much as I can. Is a uh, record of Grand Crest War? 
I don't think I've heard of that one. I will say watch that too. I it's a uh, do you like anime that's kind of like medieval? Oh yeah. Type? Okay. It, perfect. It's a perfect anime. Um it got that adventure type of tone to it. Kind of like it actually takes you on a journey with the actual character. So basically the main character uh he's actually getting power through Chris, which is actually on your hand and he's slowly building alliances and he's slowly building armies and he has his way with words and through his wording it can pretty much make or break a certain type of war and his partner is actual magician and it's a female so she actually goes with him to on these adventures and all these places because he makes it's almost it's almost political in a sense, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of action in it. So it literally takes you on a journey. It feels like Final Fantasy ish type, mm. but without the dragons and he, <laughs> the main character gains a lot of respect from people he actually went to went in conflicts with, got in skirmishes with, and he ends up being allies with them in the end. It, it's it's very good. It's pretty good. Did so much anime to watch. Ooh, if you like the older kind of stuff, I definitely recommend Yona of the Dawn. Yona of the Dawn. Okay, what's that about? Yona of the Dawn takes place in a more historical time, and it starts off with this girl with beautiful crimson hair. But you kind of see she's more of the bratty, spoiled, doesn't really know about the outside world kind of girl. Then you also notice she, her father, the king, is a very humble who very humble man who people see as cowardly. I mean, personally, I did not think he was cowardly, but he, people took him as cowardly because of the way he handled things. And then along comes her two childhood friends, one who is of high title, like a noble-ish kind of character who she has a crush on, and then the other the becomes a general, and he's more of the uh, playful kind of jerkish type character. Like, he, he teases her a lot. And, well, it's her birthday, and some stuff happens. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and she walks in on um, her childhood friend, the guy, the one she likes, stabbing her father. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she's just like, w- w- what are you doing? And then he's like, capture her, and she starts getting chased. And then along comes Hawk, the general, who kind of teases her, who saves her. And she tries to explain to him what happened. And next thing you know, a bunch of soldiers are rushing in. The castle's getting taken over. And Hawk and Yona have to escape as they're being hunted down by their other childhood friend who just killed the king. And from there, you see Yona kind of change. Yona, at first, is in this just daze-like state. She's just traumatized. She just doesn't understand what's going on. She's like... Why did he kill my father? This man that I loved, my childhood friend who looked up to my father like his own father, why did he stab him? And as they're being hunted, you see Yona kind of have to learn about the outside world. And one thing she starts taking up on is um, archery. She's mm-hmm. learning to shoot the bow. And sooner or later, they, um, they come across an oracle. And an oracle tells her she needs to find the the four dragons 
um, the four dragons, the, it tells you the legend of the four dragons. It's the blue dragon, the green dragon, the yellow dragon, and the white dragon, who all serve the crimson red dragon, who you're already thinking, could Yona be the crimson red dragon? But they never exactly tell you. She doesn't, she can, she says she isn't, but you, you definitely start thinking you could be it, Yona. So you follow along with her and Hawk and see their relationship kind of grow. And you, it's like, you know how you said your anime, it's like, you feel like you're on the adventure with them. You feel like you're on a journey. This is how it is with Yona of the Dawn. You follow along with her trying to gather all the different dragons. And each dragon holds a certain power. Like the person who represents the white dragon has the dragon claw. And then the person who represents the dragon or green dragon has the dragon leg. The person who yet represents the yellow dragon has the dragon strength. And then the person who represents the blue dragon has the dragon eyes. And you see each character and their backstories. And you see Yona try to convince them to come along. And just it's filled of so much action. And like it's a storyline. Like you're just what's going to happen next. And then there's the whole um where it does little um time skip or not really time skips but like it switches characters point of views and it'll take you back to the palace of the childhood friend who stabbed the king and you see that he is taken over as king and he's trying to do some stuff but you also see he never intended to kill yona he Uh he has feelings for her and uh, i don't want to spoil it but um it's definitely check out, and I recommend it 100%. And I don't mean to jump all the way back to Blaze Blue, but I don't know if you heard or not, but a new Blaze Blue game is coming out where um, it's it's a fighting game. I didn't know if you already know that Blaze Blue is, that, is a fighting game. but um, yeah. yeah, I used to have it. Um, which one I had? I had Continuum Trigger. I think that's the one I had. Continuum Shift. That's the one I had. I don't know which one I have, but it's for the Xbox, and um. There's another one coming out, but it's where it's it's a tag team kind of thing, and it's a collab with Ruby, Persona Four, and another anime. Yeah, uh, cross tag battle. Actually, yeah. I played that at Momocon. Really? Lucky. Yeah. Up. Yeah, I played that at Momocon because uh, it in birth. I think that was another uh game that was included with the Blaze Blue cross tag battle type thing. Mm-hmm. And, when I walked at Momocon, there was this circle, like arcade machines, like sit-down arcade machines, right? So there was Tekken 7, there was Street Fighter 5, there was Inbirth, there was Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, and there was Dragon Ball Fighter Z, all in this big circle. And people was taking turns. And with the arcade machines, you can actually put your PlayStation controller and hook it up to the machine if you're used to playing like that. <laughs> so um, I did see Cross Tag Battle. And I actually liked it. I, you know, I dig it. It's been a while since I bought an uh, anime-type uh, fighting game because I, I love those type of games. Mm-hmm. So I, has it been released yet, like, on consoles? I don't think so. I've only seen trailers of it, so I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, um, to play it uh, once again because I think it's two-on-two. I think I think that's how it is. And by the way, I did add Yona of the Dawn on my Funimation because it's actually on the Funimation streaming service. Yep. So 
I think I might have a busy night because um, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger being released this week on. Um, I that. Yeah, so Hulu Freeform. So the first two episodes have been released. So I think I'm going to watch at least one episode of that. And then I'm going to start watching Yona of the Dawn. And then over the course of the week, I'm going I'm to get through Doggone Rampa 3. So I think that's my. <laughs> That's uh that's my mission for for this week. So well, as always, K Miles has always been a pleasure. I've had fun, thank you. I'm always happy to be here. Yep, so as you listeners know, K Miles is a regular and be sure to check out her many blog posts on www.orangephoenix2017.com. Because I know she has a lot to talk about on her blog. And I just posted my blog a couple of days ago about Momocon and the people that I have met and also released uh, a podcast. So if you haven't listened to the podcast episode before this one, um, be sure to listen to that because at Momocon, I was able to talk to uh, all those guys. And Emily, I'm going to post hers and uh, one of the producers for Cyanide and Happiness. That the comedic skits. I asked to talk to them as well. So, um, hope you guys enjoy the show this time around. Came Miles, I hope you have a safe trip to Florida over the next two weeks. What part of Florida are you going to? I'm going to be in Blentstown, but I'm also going to be like in and out of Tallahassee and Panama City. Oh wow! Oh nice, nice, nice. Man, two whole weeks in Florida, man. That's that's so <laughs> awesome. Yep, yep. Jealousy at its finest. <laughs> jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. But again, I hope you have a safe trip and I hope you have fun in Florida, which I know you will. And I know you're going to meet a lot of fellow cosplayers in Florida because it's it's pretty big market in Florida and Georgia alike. So. <laughs> so don't be shocked that you meet some people that, that know your face. Like, oh, I know you. You came Miles from Instagram. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So, but yeah. We just save travels and for our listeners out there. See you next time. See ya. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.